Welcome, travelers. Come, warm yourself by the fire and let us regale you with mighty tales, tales of adventure, tales of heroism, tales of Tamriel. I am your host, Jelos, and we are back for another amazing episode of Tales of Tamriel. And I am joined by the one, the only, Arkaneer Silvershield himself. How are you, sir? Well, I am still a bit under the weather. I'm tired. I haven't slept yet, so I'm great for another episode of Tales of Thumbnail uh, as usual. I say that's kind of like your status quo for this at this point. Yeah, yeah. That's that. I I can't do anything if I'm not sleep deprived. That's that's how I must go. Well, yeah, no, we, I, we all notice. I agree with that. It's fine. It, it works. It works that way. We also have a special guest tonight. You may know him from around the Twitch universe. We got Lotus of Doom. How are you, sir? I am doing well. It's kind of surreal to be on here after 177 episodes of listening to the show. So <laughs> it's a pleasure. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We uh, we greatly appreciate it. And we've got a fun show because I'm sure we all have quite a few tales. In fact, actually, I even have some. Um, I'm not saying I normally don't. That but is strange. It, it is. It is. <laughs> um Oh, it's, it's been so busy, but I actually got... Anyway, well, well I'm not going to... We'll jump into Tales when we get there. But I believe we also have some... Hold on, I got to scroll through our notes here. Oh, so much Merkmire stuff to talk about tonight. Because they actually just had the live stream today that talked about Merkmire and all the fun It's almost stuff. like you planned it that way. Almost. Mm-hmm. Almost. <laughs> it's like, a, like it's a... Yeah, we're just going to let everyone think like this is a well-thought-out plan and a well-thought-out show. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> anyway. Don't don't tell our secrets. I, I know, I know. Come on now. Keep it a secret. Keep it a secret. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. I understand. All right. No. Mm-hmm. A, little, a little bit of Lord of the Rings in there. Anyway, moving on. Before we hop into the show, of course, we have to say thank you to our amazing Patreon supporters. And I don't have them on my notes. Awesome. I know. Crushed it. See, right <laughs> See there, we just showed we how... This is... Yeah. No, I do. I, I actually have it on the other notes, the other show notes. So we have Happy Hansel, T-Elf, and Spectral Spire. Uh, they are supporting us this month, new supporters over there this month at patreon.com slash Network. You guys are awesome because you keep the metaphor- metaphorical torches. See, even I'm tired. Um, <laughs> metaphorical torches lit and allow us to continue doing these shows uh, we thank you for that so much. Uh, it's pretty awesome. I noticed we got a few iTunes reviews, but they were just like five-star reviews with no words, so I can't shout people uh-huh. out because I don't know who left them. But we appreciate it. Because, <laughs> you know, iTunes, iTunes reviews allows people to know we're a real podcast, that we say real words, and sometimes they matter. Sometimes, rarely. On occasion. Some, yeah. yeah, occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... 178 episodes worth of occasional speaking with words. So. Yeah. yeah. You got a couple words per episode at least. At least once yeah. or two. <laughs> yeah. All right. Awesome. We're going to go ahead and just jump right on into the show. First thing we always do is we talk about what we've been doing in Tamriel this week. And since we have a guest, Lotus, you get the honors of telling us all about your adventures within the Elder Scrolls Online or even single player if you if you have well, um, I'll just go as if it was uh, 
not my first time being here. So since the last time <laughs> I listened to you guys last week, uh, I've actually been trying to catch up uh, a little bit to some of the newer content. Um, I'm always like one or two DLCs behind storyline-wise because I get caught up with all the group stuff that I just do on repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got the two new uh, Wolf Hunter dungeons pretty well on farm mode, um, which those are a lot of fun. Um, they look fantastic and you know, they're just really, really enjoyable dungeons. I liked them quite a bit. I thought the mechanics were really creative. Um, and when I'm not with my group, I've actually been digging through the clockwork city because I don't want to be one full year rotation behind storyline wise. So I've been pushing through that storyline and, uh, so far I actually like it quite a bit. I want to get into Somerset, but I don't want to do things out of order with the exception of the AD storyline, which I still haven't done. I don't blame you there. That seems <laughs> yeah. fine. Yeah. And you know, you're actually up until re- like I'm pretty much on par right now. But mm-hmm. You were kind of like me for the longest point where I was like a full year behind everyone else. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I, it's I it's one of my favorite parts of the game, and it's why I started playing it. Yeah. But like, there's so much to do in this game. I periodically just like I'll go on, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna. You know, I'm going to make some progress in, uh, you know, whatever storyline I happen to be in this time. It's clockwork. And then the next thing I know, five people are online. They're like, yo, you want to run some dungeons? You want to screw some stuff up? You want to go to Imperial City? The event's going on. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll do that. And then four hours of game time, I'm like, okay, well, wife's home. Got to take the dog out. And I made zero progress in my story. So that worked out. It's pretty solid. (laughs) (laughs) Been there, done that. I understand. At least at least you do all their stuff. Like, I can't <laughs> talk about Wardenfell's storyline because Ag didn't do it for one year because he didn't do, like, Clockwork, Rothgar, or, I don't know, Dark Brother. I, I have guild. to do he them in order. All that I know, I'm like that, too. I, I, I can't go to the next one. Like, I just want to unlock the Sigic story uh skill line yeah. because people are like how do you not have that and i'm like because it's not in order and i'm not there yet so i just don't have it and, <laughs> like, and i know they designed like the story is connected yeah but they are like, they are though just think about there's it. Always how is dark, but is dark brotherhood connected yes, to the, fi- City? the final quest the final quest mm-hmm. with oh, naru man, now i feel bad yeah now you and they and, connected yeah, yeah no raz <laughs> and naru show up at the end of it yeah and if you don't do that, like they talk about meeting you in Morrowind and doing all. So, yeah, yep. no, there is a quest line that legitly ties in. Like, I know that almost everything I shouldn't say that almost every DLC is sort of agnostic of one another. Except they oh, always have a tie in. Every single one yeah. has a tie-in that is a spoiler that leads up to the next DLC in the chain. I know that started with. Like Wardenfell, and then mm-hmm. like it was Wardenfell, Clockwork City, Somerset. I didn't know the previous like. Tease no, they all. Rothgar. Yeah, they always have like a little touch of something coming up. Yeah, Rothgar teased uh, Clockwork City back yes. before we even knew about it. Yep. Now I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only DLC that you can do 100 percent, um, without it having you know being completely separated are the dungeon dlcs and the imperial city didn't did it Mm, that story was you're right was that connected i I was gonna say that was actually i was surprised that that story was actually pretty decent because it's in the middle of a pvp zone but like 
I don't remember if that was connected. It wasn't. You are you yeah, are right. So. It, yeah. Well, but then again, that was before they started doing DLC. That's yes, that's true. Because remember, Craglorn, which came out before that, is also <laughs> agnostic of mm-hmm. when right. you start it. It is one hundred percent by yourself. That's true. But those are the only two. Everyone yeah. else, they started leading us up with quest our little hints all the way through. I see profane vampire says it's okay. It's still ESO. Yeah. Hello chat room, by the way, I didn't say hello to the chat room and that's my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> you keep forgetting it. I do. They, they, I do. They are going to get angry. They are. And I'm, but I'm not too worried. Um, yeah, no, each, I had to do them in order because they, there are lines, there are quest lines, especially near the end of each and every one that have a tie-in for the next dlc like like naru at the end of dark brotherhood legitly flirts with you and says she'll meet you in morrowind mm-hmm. yep yeah. see if only they didn't tie the story quests behind guild ranks i would have completed dark brotherhood but i just don't want to grind dailies i hate don't yeah. do us, please. If you listen, please think about the people who plays this game <laughs> only for the story, nothing else. Yeah, Dark Talk. Brotherhood ranks were unpleasant. Dark Brotherhood, I didn't mind as much as Thieves Guild. Thieves, Thieves Guild, Guild, yeah, the ranks were rough. I'm not, I'm not sneaky. Yeah. I'm very into kicking in the front door and throwing a battle axe at somebody, and not so much <laughs> sneaking around. Which I could kind of do in dark brotherhood more so than i did <laughs> thieves guild so that's valid yeah that sort of worked out for me oh i'm getting murdered by this world boss and <laughs> i really should be kiting him around not trying to not trying to you know do what i'm doing here um yeah anything any, anything else you have that was interesting um, not really. I pulled the, uh, they've got those new monster set piece things that drop the motif style deals mm-hmm. where you get one from the boss. And it's weird. Cause my crew and I are always like, Oh yeah, we got to do that. And then we do like every other dungeon. And then we've <laughs> like, Oh yeah, we were supposed to do that one like over and over again. But, uh, on my second key for this one, I actually pulled the shoulders and, uh, nice. my buddy was like, what kind of RNG is that? So the rest of the party all tried it. He was the only person. Everyone got it on that one dungeon we ran for a pledge. Everyone got the shoulders except for him. And I was <laughs> like, that is some obscene RNG right there. So oh, speaking of a obscene RNG, can, can I speak <laughs> about a little bit again? of obs- insane RNG? Um, no, you may not. Please. I won the Bethesda Day <laughs> competition. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> When I saw that, I was like, are you serious? I've been trying to buy one of those things on eBay just because I'm like, dude, I don't want this hideous black one. I was like, I want the one that looks all cool and is branded and stuff. No, nobody sells those things. First thing that pops up in my feed. Oh, congratulations to a Jellos for winning. I was like, goddamn kidding me. I was like, I was having the one. (laughs) It was like, what kind of? It was RNG spilling all over the place. (laughs) Yeah. Yep, sort of got a little <laughs> bit of RNG there, so I'm I'm very excited about that. Definitely, no, that so, was pretty now, entertaining to see. Actually, now all you have to do is get Ejelos to invite you to his house, and now you know what to do next. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta you know, put just a lock a, on that. You, you just gotta <laughs> channel your inner, you know, Khajiit, and the yeah. rest will just. 
take care of itself. We were just talking about I was working on trying to get my sneak skill up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Um, yeah, no, that was my insane RNG. So, you know. That's some pretty good RNG right there. It's nice when it spills into like real tangible things. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait, but, uh, I, have, I had some other kind of RNG too that I can't remember in game that I got, but I can't remember at the moment. So, see, he's been getting he, his RNG is so high and so frequent, he can't even keep track of it. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, what did I win next time? Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. Meanwhile, if I win just one thing, I don't. Hey, I don't forget hey, it for hey. the next fifteen no, years. No, 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 Mister. Winning the freaking rarest uh mount off an Ouroboros crate? <laughs> an Ouroboros <laughs> crate? <laughs> Here's the thing though. I've opened most likely ten times the amount of Ouroboros crates you opened, Agilos. It, it There's probably that, because I've been lurking in pretty much every drop stream. Fair. I I opened oh, about 20 of those so let me have my mount okay i have never no have i don't all for you at that point but <laughs> i'm just saying i've never even gotten anything above a potion from one of yeah. those i think I the got, tiger is the only thing that drops that is not a potion from Ouroboros uh, crates i think and there's a pet that matches it, it was probably oh, bugged. oh yeah the, yeah the i think there's a scarlet yeah it's basically the same thing except it's a pet now i got 10 of those from the bethesda game day event oh, okay and uh my my best gift i think was a crown mimic stone i got like i think <laughs> out of 10 crates i think i only averaged like 36 crown gems total i was like man is that trash <laughs> And, and this isn't say I'm complaining about those because they're oh, they're free. They're yeah, they're free. And worst case they're scenario, free. they're for free crown gems that can go Absolutely. towards something yeah. else. Yeah. But oh, yeah. it, it's just we were under the impression for the longest time that they literally don't. That's it, all you get. It's it's still funny mm -hmm. just like how bad the RNG on them is, even if they are free. It's yeah. just like okay, like yeah. I open a crate and it's like oh cool i got two crown gems worth of stuff it's like that's insulting even on a crown gem level it's like yikes <laughs> definitely <laughs> honestly when i when i got the tiger i thought it was a bug <laughs> is this supposed to happen is like it's, no <laughs> i wasn't even reluctant about tweeting it because i thought zenimax could take it back you know oh, that's a bug we are taking it back and i'm like no but thankfully, yeah, it was just good RNG. Musclehead007 says, I think Ag's playing his AD High Elf Sexplar. <laughs> Actually, no, um, I am not. She's 100% Nord. So, yeah, take that. I, I, I'm not going to take your word, and I'm going to open the stream. Yeah, you open the stream. Wait. There we I go. took okay, the mask okay. off. He's telling the truth for once. Yeah. That's for once. For once. <laughs> oh, that's the mask. This is actually, and I'll get into my tales. I've been playing this a little bit because we were talking about jumping to different characters and I'm actually trying something else. But before we do that, let's move on with tales because we have a lot to talk about and we're already 20 some minutes into the show. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, given, well, I shouldn't say that because 10 minutes of it was probably that song, but yeah, because I'm just looking at the Twitch live feed or whatever. But yeah, no. Um, Oh, I can't. Just a quarter. I don't remember what I have to do here. Oh, I blew myself up. Anyway, Ark, what were you doing? Yeah. Right, so let me open the notes real quick. Um, so, first of all, 
you you know my adventure in 3dps one tank build right so i've mm -hmm. been trying my trying to improve my warden tank to be able to tank without a healer and i thought this would be good for the last couple episodes i talked about it and i said okay warden tank is good and fun i take it back oh. it is so squishy compared to a dk it's just ah oh. so we did moon hunter keep veteran Hunt. moon hunter keep with 3 dps zeri geo and ophelia and I don't remember dying so much in such a long time. It is just brutal. <laughs> I, I, I can't even understand. It took me a while to understand this, but basically, Dragon Knights have so much damage reduction compared to Wardens. Yeah, so they I'm do. So like I'm taking so much damage. I'm trying to balance it with myself, healing and everything, but then I'm lacking resources. Because Warden don't have resource return like Dragon Knights. Yep. So it's, it was just a mess. I was like, I keep dying and the DPS goes like, block arc. And I'm like, I'm blocking. So they go like, then dodge. So I'm like, okay, yeah, dodging makes sense. If I'm dying by blocking, I dodge and I still die. So I'm, <laughs> oh, it was so frustrating. I, I call it the moon, hunt, the moon Hunter Keep of Suffering. So... Well, uh, welcome to behemoths. It's just uh, welcome to every other yeah. class that is not a dragon knight. That's pretty yes. much yeah. tanking yeah. on every class that is not a dragon knight. To be fair, that's about as bad as it gets with challenge wise <laughs> on a uh, three damage and that that people were telling us we weren't going to pull that off. That was rough. <laughs> so yeah. if, if you eventually completed it, but still, yeah, it, it was it was bad. I'm still improving though. So if I had resources, I would have completed it. I mean, I wouldn't have suffered that much. But resource management in Warden sucks, so I am trying to get myself, and this is just my next set of tales, I've been trying to get Ulfnor's Favor from Fang Lair. Now, Ulfnor's Favor, what it does is the fifth bonus increases the resource return from your heavy attacks by 30%. Oh. That's a huge amount. Yeah. Now, that hmm. could help me a lot with the resource management. Now, the problem is, I've run Fanglayer 12 times so far. I got everything except a one-handed weapon, whatever it is. I don't care. I don't even want two one-handed weapons. I'm, I'm even okay with using a staff as my second bar, which I got. I got the shield as well. 12 runs... Not a single sword, mace, or an axe. It just That's doesn't rough. drop. I ask everyone in the group, no one gets it. I run with pre-mates, no one gets it. I'm going crazy at this point. I've been trying, I, I've, I memorized the dungeon. What I do is just, I just open Netflix now. I, I open a movie or something, and I just don't even look at screen. I just tank. But yeah, so that's been, uh, that's been rough. I also tried my Warden in PvP in Imperial City. Okay. Again, it is so squishy. With the same sets, same similar type of skills as my Dragon Knight, I can go 1 versus 4 and stay alive easily with my Dragon Knight. My Warden dies 1 on 1 just like that. It just drops. Now, I, I, yeah, I haven't got used to it, yes, but still, the difference is insane. And I haven't been able to figure out what makes that difference. Like, probably the passives from class skill lines, I suppose. 
For example, let me quickly check here. Draconic power. There you go. Iron skin. Increases the amount of damage you block by 10%. That alone is an insane difference. So, mm -hmm. I guess, yeah, there's that. <clears throat> okay, my throat is acting up again. Oh, okay. That's no, all I good. I had to drink some water Hold earlier on. as well because I was getting a little scratchy. Um, yep. <clears throat> There's one final thing that I need to talk about, and I cannot. <laughs> all right. That's... So we did on piece. No, no. I'm gonna. I'm gonna finish. You're gonna this. push it through. All right. I can't. I won't be stopped by my trout. <laughs> um, we did our first guild event on PC European oh, Mega Servers, yeah, yeah. the Silver Shield Clan. As uh, as we did world boss runs, and Isha was there. She's actually like we've been doing a lot of things with Isha on PC European mm -hmm. side as well. Uh, we've been running dungeons. We've been doing as the guild event, and we had like five people, so that was nice as a first guild event. Yeah, that is getting nice. Getting together five people. I've yeah. I mean, considering how difficult it is to normally schedule events, um, I was actually pretty impressed that we had like five people there. So that's been fun, and I'm planning to do more. And that is the end of my tales. Now I can rest. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, all right, well, going on to what I've been doing, as you could probably see on the screen, I've been trying to level up. Well, I actually have a level 50 uh, sorcerer. And she's was more or less just a crafting mule. Like, that's I leveled her up. Mm -hmm. I forget when I leveled her up. I've leveled her up a long time ago. She's been 50 for a very long time. Um but I don't even remember what I was planning on doing. I think I was going to make a tank. I don't even remember. Like, just some weird build. <laughs> anyway, they made some changes to two-handed. And two-handed sorks right now are really ripping in PvP. Or PvE, rather. So I'm like, I'm going to mm -hmm. try and and level switch her over. Because I have a whole bunch of gear already. I'll switch her over. And I'll make her a two-handed... Uh, stamina dps for a sork right well i had enough skill points because i had enough foresight to grind out a few skill points early on because again remember she was a crafting mule so you need a lot of skill points to get like the retainers yeah. and all the and she was doing ritz every day as well so 10 in every skill a lot of points so I had more than enough points. I still have more than enough points until I realized that nothing I'm doing right now, like, or I should say, when I leveled up, entire skills yeah. that are required for the build I'm going for, I never touched. Entire skill lines, no. <laughs> I never touched. Like, two-handed. When I was leveling her up, she was dual-wheeled. She had no <laughs> points in two hands. So I respect her. I got all that. And then I went to go put the points. And I went, ah, oh, crud. The whole point <laughs> of a two-handed build is the fact that they're two-handed. And she had no two-handed skills. So here I am. Like, even right now, I'm pretty much surviving off of auto attacks or heavy attacks <laughs> to kill things. I have to go and do the Sigit quest line as well because she needs one of the one of the key factors here is using the uh, imbue weapon. Mm -hmm. Like, and apparently it's really good for Sorks. And, uh yeah, I've been I've been now trying so to. So what you end up doing is you made another useless build. 
Well, currently, yes. <laughs> uh, thanks for that, Ark, by the way. That was awesome. No. Um, all my builds are awesome. This is a sorcerer sexplar. So it's a sex sorc. Oh, it's crossing by classes the way, uh, now. Yeah, it's cross classable. Like, my recommendation for leveling your skill line would be. Um, Either go into a battleground or a random normal dungeon, pop up a one of the experience scrolls you get from daily rewards, mm. use normal normal skills until the very end, and then then just put whatever skill line you need to level in your skill bar before the active act, uh, activity is complete. So that huge experience proc will give you a lot of ranking in that skill line. That's how I leveled them up. Usually, uh, I didn't even think about that. That's... Yeah, if you can, um, if you can manage with one skill bar too, set your back bar up as a total like uh, level up bar. Yeah. Just yeah. use your front skills, flip it right before, and then you don't even have a chance to forget as long as you just remember to flip it at the end. I did that for a while. Yeah, that that, that that's a good idea too. Yeah, but it will make it a lot more easier than yeah, trying it, to grind with like on. Unopened skills or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It it's uh, well. the The worst part is well. Here's the thing. The one key part of doing damage on this build is imbue weapons. That's ungrindable. It's not experience. You have to go find the sigic rifts and close oh, them. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. To unlock. I st I still haven't done it because it's just too. Thankfully, too imbue weapon is pretty. You get that pretty early. I think. No, you, that's like four in, I think. It's oh, not the <laughs> I was trying. I'm like, maybe you get it early, thinking it was like the first or second skill, and then I'm like, oh, right. You don't. Really making me look forward to doing those. <laughs> How positively you're speaking of them. Well, I mean, let's be frank about it. it it's it's annoying. I've heard it's very. I've heard it's very grindy. Um, I mean, there's. It's not even that it's grindy. You can, if you have the time to dedicate, you can do it. And there are guides out there now that make it a lot more simple than when I was doing it because <laughs> it kind of only gave you a rough area of where it's at. So you're running all around. Like, now the one saving grace of this entire thing is that you have, um, Augur of Obscure. Augur of the Obscure to talk to you the entire time. And that pretty much is the saving grace. That of is everything. the highlight of the entire Somerset DLC. It is. Or expansion. <laughs> it is. It's just and nothing else matters when when you start talking with Augur of Obscure. It's very true. Now here's the thing. Do you do you enjoy housing? Me? I, of course. Yeah, I was gonna say I, Yeah, I, I, I do. I was gonna say I uh I was actually just recently uh, talking to Coco Michelle, like one of the housing queens of ESO, and uh, posted my thing. Um, I my main place is the one right outside Mornhold. I got it because I kind of liked it. I'm a big Morrowind fan, and uh, I got the Quantum Duralia or whatever. And uh, I got it just because it was like sweet, free, cheap port right to the uh, pledges. And then I ended up really liking Ooh. the place um, just because I, when we finish a dungeon, we can all free port. Nobody has to pay. Yeah. yeah. Um, that makes 
a lot of sense. Yeah, and then I actually looked around the place. I was like, oh, never mind. I'm just going to do this. So I don't even want to think <laughs> how much time I wasted like decorating that thing. Okay, well, here's here's the fun part. When you finish that quest line, you get the Augur of Obscure, which is literally a glowing, talking skull. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. The... <laughs> The things he says are probably the funniest thing you'll hear in this game. It is well. How big is it? It's a skull. It, like it, so, it's just a skull. It'll so sit like on your yeah. table and talk to you. Yes. So, do you think I could fit it in the volcano on the mural from the Vardenfell map? You could. Oh, probably. You yeah. could put it on the so top. Just, yeah. Yeah. Like, all right. So then I know what I'm doing. Yeah, you could. It's not. It's not very big. But Perfect. the fact it talks to you, that alone is probably the best part of the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely worth that alone is worth the entire ordeal of doing it. But like I said, it's yeah. not really grind. It it's just like you have to find these tears in, in time on every single map in every single zone. Yeah. My problem oh. is on European side, I don't have any of the way shrines unlocked because I didn't do quests. Yeah, yeah. If you don't so have that's a huge trouble. If you don't have way shrines unlocked, like you're right. I you just you just brought it up now that I'm thinking when I do it on this character because I've really not done. I think I leveled this character in Skyreach. I think it was. I like oh, I leveled yeah. her up with another person. Um. I think it was Robot, to be honest. Uh, robot I Dancer. I would be surprised. Um, and it was like Skyreach. So this person has like literally zero quests done at all. Then, <laughs> um, yeah, you'll have the same problem with, with, with that one. Yeah, because at least at least on my guy, yeah, it cost me a little bit because I, I, I just poured it. I, I didn't care if it was like a thousand gold to port. I'm like, I just want to get to the next area. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's going to be a problem. Um, and I see, yeah, uh, music box hype. Yeah, I'm really excited for that music box. Yeah. Too. I still play with the music on all the time. I know. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I've got all the CDs like yeah. downloaded on my phone. It's like, yeah. I, I mean, I, again, it's a different flavor than the Jeremy soul single player ones or whatever, oh, yeah. but it's still really good. Oh yeah, but no, I have them all on my phone. I listen to them at work all the time. I also listen to The Witcher, like. Uh, but that's I play the instrumental music while I'm while I'm at work, and it's Elder Scrolls soundtracks and The Witcher Three soundtrack is what mm-hmm. I listen to all day long, and I wouldn't wouldn't change that period. Um, but yeah, so that's what I was doing, and I also did a small little guild event, which. I didn't even have all that great participation. Lavum showed up, which was fun. Um, now, it was sort of my fault because it was kind of an impromptu guild event at, on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. and I forgot that Sir oh. Henry runs an event. <laughs> yeah. So he was doing a trial, and there were already people like in the trial. So, But no, we had fun. We did all of the Somerset dailies, so we had a lot of fun running around mm-hmm. doing those. Um I really enjoyed doing the Somerset dailies. And I actually got like three Sapiarch motifs out of each one we did. I got a Sapiarch motif page out of every daily quest I did that day. Damn. Yeah. <sighs> and then he gets like, oh, you got the tiger. 
Oh, you got the tiger. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's unfair, right? No. Anyway. Uh, that's pretty much what I did in the Elder Scrolls Online. So let us go ahead. Before you wrap oh, up. Okay. Yep, hold yep, on. Yep, yep. Uh, there was a YouTube comment asking, what is a Sexplar build? Because we talk about it all the time without an explanation as to what a Sexplar build is. Like, what's the build itself? Ark, I'm so glad what that you the- mentioned that because we actually got an email as well. Uh asking about what a sexplar is let me let me just pull, mm-hmm. let me just pull this up here this is from travis and the question was sexplar greetings fellow travelers well greetings sir long time listener first time writer so i keep telling myself I'll, that i'll look up what the heck a sexplar is when i get home i figured maybe a stamina blaze templar or something like that well you are you are correct in that regard um so finally i remember to google it I don't suggest Googling this while at work. That's, that's a wise, <laughs> wise plan for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, at any rate, I was unable to find any real reference to what it might be. Please tell us on the podcast. So, Travis, let, let, me, let me start off with telling you a little bit about the origins of this. This actually started... Oh, I can't remember the patch. Ark, do you remember? Anyway, it... They buffed how they were doing. Uh, it was oh, it was when they did away with a lot of the minor buffs, and everyone had either major or minor, you know, everything. Yeah, wasn't it right before Morrowind? It was right before shifted. Yes, right before Morrowind. Well, what we were finding out was that it was possible. Oh, the Golden Knight just blinded me. That was pretty funny. <laughs> what <laughs> what we found out was that. I could, using a few undaunted skills, effectively tank with a two-handed weapon and not a a shield on a Templar, Mm -hmm. specifically because you had to wear five pieces of armor master because, and then you, what you did was on your bar, you had an armor skill like evade, like the evade one. You put that on both Mm -hmm. bars um, because it gave you essentially the same. Same stat as if you were wearing Hispark, the the chance to passively dodge and attack. Um, yep. And just by having that on there, so you were sitting there with maxed out. Re, uh, you didn't even need a shield because that when they added that in, you, you were able to just by having that on there. When you popped one of those armor things, it actually gave you enough resources that you were at armor and spell cap. All right, mm-hmm. and you were rocking enough magicka to keep the shield up. So in reality, you didn't even have to block because you always had either the dodge evade or you had blazing shield up. So this was back then you didn't have to wear five medium to use evasion as well. So you could use it as long as it's unlocked. Correct. Yeah. Um, I missed that. Yeah, that was... <laughs> yeah. That, it was broken, but I missed that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone was using that, especially in PvP. That was just what oh, yeah. you had on. Um, Black Rose set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's what the sex part originally was, was this two-handed tanking build. And the joke came from Anchorman. If you ever watched Anchorman, uh, I know we ha- we meme that a lot in our, in our official Discord <laughs> channel. But the joke was about when he was trying to seduce the, the female reporter. 
he was like the uh, Brian Fantano was going to put on some cologne and there's like so what are you gonna use london gentleman no blackbeard's delight he's like no this is a special lady she deserves something special (laughs) hits this little button and this like panther pops out of the wall he's like it's called sex panther from odeon it's illegal in nine (laughs) countries and then he puts it on like oh that's pungent oh like it's really bad he's like they've done studies you know 60 percent of the time it works every time. And that was the joke because it was a two-handed tank. So the idea was 60% of the time, it could tank every time. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was where the sex plar came from. Now, mm-hmm. I do call my... And I'm against this because it's a blasphemy. <laughs> if you are going to tank, you are going to use a sword or whatever and a shield. Nope. A two-hander tank is an insult to tanking community. So does that make all three of us tanks? <laughs> I never actually realized what role the sex bar. So no, no, well, I, I I rolled DPS <laughs> at this point. Now I thought I was gonna say I thought you largely did DPS, but I was like, wait, the sex bar is a tankish thing? Yes, it was a tank, <laughs> and I, I would do I would do uh, I even I even did trials with it. Really? Yeah. Did it work? Yeah. Absolutely. 60% of the time. Um, <laughs> as long as I could hold the boss, yeah, no, it worked because I could keep the taunt with uh, the undaunted skill, the inner fire. Yeah, or inner fire. Yep. Yeah, no, and with the two-handed, oh, and they you also mixed it with Brawler. Remember Brawler added that damage shield? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You never needed, you never needed to block because you always either had Blazing Shield going or Brawler. You just never Templar heals. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Now the biggest thing was resources, but as long as you had a healer dropping shards on you, it it was cake. Like it was it was cake. Yeah. Now I've I've loved the name Sexplar, so I keep it even for my now DPS build uh, because I still use a two hander, even though it's not meta. It's it's not two hander. While they did mm-hmm. buff it it still doesn't do it's not the meta you can't especially on a templar because the thing that made two-handed really good was that imbue weapon um from the uh sigic line problem is you can't use it because the key of a templar is biting jabs it's too good to get away from and you lose the benefit of um imbue weapon so the sexplar is my two-handed build that I use right now, which is uh um five reliquin, five berserking warrior, and uh two Selenes using a two handed axe. So there you go. You now have the history of the Sexplar <laughs> and the joke and everything that it was originally part of. So yeah, that was that was the joke of what the Sexplar was. But yeah, no, I did trials, I did vet dungeons, pledges with it. Yeah, it, I mean, I, lo- I love being able to just that that is one of the things that I did love about this game once I got into it, because I have no experience with MMOs other than this is, man, you can do some weird stuff in this game. Yeah, yeah. it might not be a, you know, like you said, end game effective. There's no way in creation I would have done that for like time trial, you know, vets sure. or anything, but. Standard vet trials and stuff like that, or not vet trials, normal trials, and I think vets that you weren't doing hard mode. I did it on. I had no problem. Yeah, no problem. At People all. think I mean, it's a huge weird. Example of this 
is Elora Vendi actually, who plays as a stamina bow warden healer. And they managed to do like veteran scale color, fang layer, you know, veteran huh. DLC dungeons with it. They suffered. They suffered a lot. <laughs> yeah. But they actually managed but you to can complete do it. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and that's even with my sex bar. We could do it. Yeah. Um It's still a blasphemy, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah now it was actually really funny because before we redid the dcn site there really was a write-up for how to do the sexplar but again mm-hmm. <laughs> we we removed a lot of those builds because we just i didn't have the time to keep them up anymore so a lot of our builds and yeah. stuff were just old from like patch 1.4 you know <laughs> we're on like yeah. update what 20 now i don't know like some insane update something insane yeah (laughs) we were just we were like two three years behind on our stuff and it's just like i can't keep up on this there's other there's other people who do better tracking of these guides so we just remove them and we just stuck to Mm -hmm. our podcast at that point but yeah no that's the sexplar so everyone got to learn a history of that and the inside joke that we have so but it was fun. I, I, le- I was kind of a Morrowind really destroyed it too because sec- the Sexplar, our Templar in general, already suffers from resource problems. Period. Mm-hmm. If you're by yourself, you're suffering from resource. Now we have some of the best resource regenerators in the game, but only for other people. Like shards is fantastic, but you can't use your own shards. So you need a second Templar to even make it worthwhile, right? I've never fully understood that, why you can't use your own shards. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yep. Nope, you cannot use your own shards. So it kind of... Now, when Morrowind hit, remember, they they didn't want tanks perma-blocking. Remember, that's when the first set of the perma-block started to change. Yeah, yeah, that made me actually change a lot of stuff. Yeah, well, (laughs) that effectively killed the Sexplar as a build because at that point in time, because it was a sweeping change across the board that really hurt resources everywhere, and the Sexplar that, you know, you were essentially surviving by keeping Magicka up for Blazing Shield and Stamina to do Brawler, and when you were out, you were dead. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, that Morrowind killed the original Sexplar because you you couldn't do it <laughs> with the amount of of you know how how they had it set up. See, your favorite build got killed by your favorite zone. Yeah, I know, that's right? Justice. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> but yeah, nope, that was um that was it. All right. So now we, I'm glad you brought that up. So I didn't want to forget that. Oh, I also forgot one other thing. Um, one of the awesome listeners of our show, um, who actually wrote up a whole, who wrote in for us for all of the lore for the 36 lessons, started their own podcast called Written in in Uncertainty, which is a pod. Oh, did that start? Yeah. It's a couple episodes in. And uh, check that out. Just uh, Google search written in uncertainty. It is making a note of that right now. Yep. A podcast (laughs) all about Elder Scrolls lore. Not Elder Scrolls Online specifically, but Elder Scrolls lore. And this guy knows his stuff. Like it's in depth stuff. Oh, yeah. So, 
That's awesome. Yeah, written in. Yeah, we were talking about it, and he uncertainty. Yeah, he mentioned it. It was in the works, but I didn't know it was actually you know yep. released. The episodes were released. That's yeah, that's great. Yep, it's out. I'll check it out. So definitely check that out. I I promised I'd give a shout out, and I didn't do it last episode just because I forgot. Um, so I'm glad you remember that. But hey, we got to move on to the news because we're already starting to run. Before that, I I just want to say one thing. Have you not? I don't know if you know yet. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed lately, but um, you know how there were a lot of podcasts at the early times of oh, yeah. ESO, and then a lot of them just dropped out in in time. And lately, we've been having a lot of new podcasts again, and that makes me happy. There's there are lore seekers, the written uncertainty, as you just said, the tenets. Um, yeah, Kyle and um, that's fantastic for new yeah. players. Um, oh, I, yeah. I actually just went through those. I got to give them a review. I was very impressed. They got good audio quality, and man, they did. They, I wish I could explain to new people when I try to explain like stuff without mm-hmm. just bombarding them with information. <laughs> they have it itemized so well. I'm like, man, that's a lot better than me rambling for nine minutes at this poor person. And they just uninstall <laughs> the game. Right. I know yeah. that is. A- there is one quote that I love from Stark is that uh, he's explaining races. And for Nords, Nords, he goes, the Nords are primarily responsible for getting punched in the face repeatedly and not noticing. Yeah. That's <laughs> my favorite quote right that now. That works. And it does make sense because I know people have been, you know, asking us about that. I'm like, go listen to it. We're five years into this show, right? So (laughs) we're kind of, and and that's the same with the lore seekers. I love those guys. They're fantastic. Uh, Jibs and Cash, go listen to them if you want. They're approaching from a very amateur level of lore. And they even admit this at that point. Um, mm-hmm. because they listened to our show and I know cash was like, I listen to yours and I just get, I get lost. Like how, how much <laughs> lore, you know? So they approach it from a very user friendly perspective. So, um, I, they're growing very well though. They like are. that, like, cause I, I, I mean, as part of the cult of the guar, uh, as Ark so loves, <laughs> um, yeah, that, when, when when we've run with stuff, I've run several things with them uh, on the PS4 guild portion of it. And so many of them were like, oh, you know, I've never done this. I've never done this. And I'm like, don't worry about it. Like, you don't concern yourself. They're like, yeah, but I could be dead weight. I was like, we can one man these things. We're going to show you how this works and you'll be fine. And they were like, everybody just was selling themselves short. Everyone we've run with, I'm like, you guys are way better than you let on. Like, I think people are just nervous sometimes getting into mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So, but from a, like, just from like a lore perspective, the lore seekers are the entry level for getting into Elder Scrolls lore. We're medium, and then written in uncertainty is like professor <laughs> level of of lore. So if you really want to start start Ooh. on your Elder Scrolls lore, start with the lore seekers. They'll give you a good base. They're really good at that point. If you want to get a little bit more in depth, look at some of our lore segments we've done in past episodes. And then if you really want to just punish yourself with the insane level, <laughs> and in a good way, because who wouldn't? Then, then go to like the graduate level courses of written in uncertain uncertainty. So yeah. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> uh, Kelador and chat. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Um, yeah, no, definitely check out those two podcasts if you haven't already. Um, I know from in this perspective, a lot of us we kind of have a little bit of an ancestral relationship with our listeners. A lot of people who listen to us also listen to. Um, 
lore seekers. I know they do because we're, you know, I've worked with Cash in the past. We play with him. He's even in our guild here on the PC side. Uh, awesome, awesome guy. Um, but written uncertainty is probably not known to a lot of people. So I really wanted to give them that shout out. So. Right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. The only reason I know about the lore seekers is because of you, Ag. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I'm glad I can be helpful. Uh, Cash, you can make that check payable to... <laughs> <laughs> no, they're awesome. I, I love their show. I listen to it every single week. Um, so, yeah. See, even I listen to other Elder Scrolls podcasts because they're awesome, and I love them. So um, They need are. Yeah, yeah. I know Cash listens to ours because he he he, uh, he quoted us at one point where I forget what did we say we said something dumb and I guess oh the the are <laughs> the, the the cult of the guar that he, yeah, yeah, yeah spit out his morning one coffee of my, laughing on that one yep one of my favorite streams I'm glad I made an I, impact I, on something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> indeed indeed that was awesome but. Are we ready for the news arc? It's like I don't even run yes, this show. Yes. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding with you. It's it's good because if you wouldn't have interrupted, I wouldn't have remembered the other shows that we wanted to do. But let's go ahead and hit on the news arc. Take it to the news All desk. Right. So, uh, first up, they announced the Hollow Jack Crown Crate season as well as the uh, free Crown Crates. Mm-hmm. Now, the free crown crate part, as par with every season, will most likely be over by the time you are listening this recorded. But if you are listening this live and you are not aware of it, go kill any enemy creature, so basically anything that attacks you, uh, between September 14 and 16. So one day is lost, but you still have well, today for you, and tomorrow. If you're listening to us and you're anywhere in the uh, Western Hemisphere... You're you're good to go, or yeah, Western Hem. Yeah, you're you can I still suppose. get it because it's only oh, oh, yeah. oh three minutes. It'll be too late on the East Coast, <laughs> but you have up to three hours if you're on the West Coast. So mm-hmm. keep that. So basically, kill any enemy creature, and you will get one of those Hollowjack Crown crates for free. The crates you will receive on September 19, and the season itself will start on September 20. Now, do you want to go over what's in this season, Ag, or... Um, we'll have a link just... in the description. I mean, the crowd... Uh, right. I do want to say one thing, though. Just, like, if you saw anything of note, I'm not going to go ever over everything because pictures are worth more than us talking about it in most mm-hmm. cases. So if you want to see something, we'll have a link in the description. You can go see the actual article itself, and then you'll be able to view right. it. If you guys saw anything that was cool that you really kind of liked, you can say it here. I'm gonna say the guar or the the netch pet with the broken pumpkin oh, on yeah. its head. Yeah, I'm gonna want mm-hmm. that. Which actually, yeah, the little derpy netch is great. <laughs> I will say this though, I think that doesn't come out of the crown crates. This is one of the no, first times not. where they're actually releasing an item that can only be bought with crown gems. Yep. So it will be 300 crown gems, and it says this will be available in the limited time section of the crown crates in Crown Store. So there will be a limited time section in the crown 
crates, which I wasn't aware of, actually. Yeah, this is the first time they've ever done that. Thank goodness I have, like, 800 uh, crown gems, so... Yeah, I, I have, like, 600-plus, too. Yeah, yeah, speaking I, of Ouroboros crates. Yeah, thank you, Ouroboros <laughs> yeah. crates. I appreciate that. Um, I've opened a lot of Ouroboros crates. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, if you... That's the first time they've ever done that mm-hmm. before, but honestly, now... Can I also say something else that I didn't... I don't know anything about it, but they kind of teased it out. Yeah. Do you see that weird pony thing with the the glowing blue tattoos that they randomly teased out on Twitter saying, stay tuned for this? Oh, yeah. Does anyone know what that actually is or how it pertains? I believe... I Remember how they mentioned the ESO Plus members will get um, free items every month? from crown store ah. i think maybe it will be the first one or something although i thought that would come up with Merkmeyer and the date they gave actually let me quickly check the twitter of elish scrolls online if i can find it again they post so many things there we go so it's a september 18 check back on september 18 so it can't be that because they mentioned that uh, ESO Plus gift thing will come with Merkmire. So I don't actually know what this would be. You can get this reward for free, it says. Hmm, okay. But how? I don't I don't know. Yeah, you might be onto something with the whole that might be the free thing if you're um, subbed. I didn't actually think of that. I didn't either. I just knew, I'm like, hey, this is something. I just don't know what it's about, you know, but... I'm glad you you brought that up. Uh, anything else from the crown crates that you guys noticed that was neat or cool? No, if not, we can move um, on. Yeah, I no, just like no, the derpy yeah, the, little the, netch the, thing. Yeah, yeah, the netch is the main thing. So basically, just if you want the netch, don't forget to save 300 gems, um, because you'll need it, yeah. and it's limited time, so you won't have enough time to get more gems. So save your gems if you need if you really want this um want this snatch. Yeah. Definitely. All right. right. Yeah. Well. So, uh the next part is they released the article on Merkmire and Update 20 preview. Uh so basically it just explains everything in text that we talked last episode which uh, all this information they gave out during the Bethesda gameplay day, was it? Uh, yeah. Was it from PAX? Where, where were they? I don't know where they, PAX are, West, they were. Yeah, um, yeah PAX yeah. West. Um, so the presentation. Um, but I did compile a group of the items, or like bullet points, yeah. so that we can go over them if you want. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so Merkmire will be in southern coast of Black Marsh, so near the sea. Uh, basically, or the ocean, whatever it is. Oh, can I can um, I throw something yeah. in here real quick? Yeah, go ahead. One of the coolest things, if anyone's read the uh, Lord of Souls and um, what's the name of the other book? Um, shoot, I'm reading the first one right now. Actually, uh, um, Lord of. Hold on, it's right behind me. I'll get okay. it. I cannot remember for the life <laughs> of me. I know it's. I think it's Lord of Souls, and I can't remember what the other one is. All right, so it's the Infernal City and Lord of Souls, it looks like. Okay, perfect. At the hmm. start of whichever one is first, I think it's Infernal City, um, uh, yeah, it takes so. place in the city of Lilmoth, which is the main city mm-hmm. for Merkmire. 
Right. Yeah. Apparently, like I I didn't know about it, but is apparently there's like a race, fox race that was supposed to be the, living there or something. Um, yeah, it's uh the Lilmafeet. Lilmafeet or something yeah. like that. Yeah. They are a There's actually a lot of beastmen races uh within Mer- or within uh Argonia. A lot. Like it's not just the Argonians. There's multiple different breeds of Argonians. There's the Lil Mafit, the Fox people. There is the um The Naga thing looks very cool. The Naga stumpy snouts oh, and yeah. razor yeah. teeth. And before they went extinct, the uh the silver skinned people as well, whatever they're called. I can't remember their name right now. Uh the ones that died of the plague. Yes. Uh, yeah. The silver skinned uh, humans. What uh, yeah, why the hell can't I think of their name? Oh, it is going to bother me. I don't know anything about Black Marsh, so I'm like... Well, you actually... Say, this is, <laughs> I'm blank. Uh, <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where I'm listening. I'm usually yelling the answer at nothing. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> now, now that, that you're here, here, I'm like, oh, yeah, right. I can't come up with these things. This is much harder than it looks. <laughs> yeah, right? I What is their name? It's going to bother me now this just google okay hold on elder scrolls silver skin people we have uh, something called google that no okay it didn't show up yeah it doesn't it. show up at all um <laughs> what are silver lining it's a... hold on I'm, I'm gonna find it. it's unofficial elder scrolls pages that's where we go sorry everyone this is not gonna work until we, <laughs> we finish this out um races Sanctified silver skin. Okay, so apparently a skin that is called sanctified silver skin drops from Asylum Sanctorium or something, so that messes up with the entire story. Kathringi. <laughs> Thank you. Kathringi. Uh, muscle head to save the day. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's several. Like, Kathringi were there, and then there were other races, like I said, that, that fill in there. But yeah, the Kathringi were the race that I had in mind that I just could not remember for the life of me. But uh, yeah, Kathringi, <laughs> they were once in in uh, all of Argonia as well before they got wiped out by the uh, slowed plague. <sighs> anyway, continue. I'm sorry. Uh, by the way, today on ESO Live, they also showed, basically showed the Merkmire as well, but I didn't watch it because I don't like seeing the zone beforehand. I just want to go there and just be amazed at the release of the zone. So I didn't watch it, but if any of you watched it, feel free to just stop I watched me a little bit of inputs. it, but I've kind of figured at the same time, um, the the new horse is kind of neat as well as some of the armor skins they had going on it mm-hmm. it's very argonian so if you don't like argonians well you're going to hate this entire expansion <laughs> i mean hippity hoppity argonians are property as Nico says <laughs> 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 so. yeah 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 uh that's how i see it wow <laughs> Let's see. All right. They are Dunmer. They are Dunmer. That's why they are like that. I gotcha. It's normal for them. Sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, the new Foreman Arena, uh, it will be shorter than Veteran. Uh, it will be shorter than Dragonstar or Milestorm. It will be five stages. It will have sigils from uh, Milestorm Arena. So it's kind of like in between Dragonstar and Milestorm in terms of mechanics, I believe. Yeah. And it will drop something called Black Rose Weapons, which will um, 
basically improve the abilities. Like it will, uh, the Great Sword will be making uppercut do AOE damage. Ooh. So things like that. Yeah. I don't know how big that AOE will be though. Is it like just the adjacent, you know, people, or will it be a bigger AOE? I don't know. It could be pretty powerful though. Yeah. Either way. Well, currently the Maelstrom and Master weapons on Trash are just insanely powerful. Um, especially if it's a boss with a lot of trash, if it affects the uh, reverse slash, oh my goodness, it's insane. Absolutely insane. So, yeah. So, about Cyrodiil. Oh, yeah. The bridges and milestone gains will be completely destructible from now on. So, bridge Alessia, bye. It's not going to be up at all. From now on, it's will be it will be ill. Like I'm gonna destroy it myself if I see it up. <laughs> I don't care. I hate that bridge. Um, they're adding goat paths instead of the bridges and milestone gates because if they are destroyed, how do you go across uh, the goat paths unless they are ambushed? Which I'm sure uh, the bomber night blades will always be there to you know kill like ten peoples at once. Um, and they're adding a lot of new outposts to Cyrodiil as well. So those are the serial changes. Gotcha. Anything you guys want to add? No, no, it makes it makes sense. I know with the bridges and mile gates, it'll be a nice little choke point. I'm just hoping that the goat paths you mentioned are designed in such a way as to make large zergs running through a problem. Otherwise, why won't people just take those instead? One picture I saw required, like, it was a broken bridge over a body of water. So you will most likely be have will be doing like a jumping puzzle, not jumping puzzle, but you will be jumping from plank to plank, you know, trying to not to fall off into the water because you cannot attack in water. Yeah. And if you are in water, you are still you still can get attacked. Yeah. Um, so there are choke points, definitely the caves and whatnot. So I believe they will be very, you know, weak against AOE when you are passing through those places. <clears throat> Fair enough. So, as, as I said, some bomber night blades. I don't remember what they are called. Bomb blade. There we go. So, some bomb blades might actually be very, very destructive there. Is it, um, do you know whether it's slaughterfish water around there as well? Because, I mean, so much of Cyrodiil, you try to swim across something, it's just you're done so quickly. So, uh, I read that in some patch notes or something, if I remember correctly. I mm -hmm. saw a picture, I don't remember where I saw it. They increased the uh, wideness, width yep. of the rivers mm -hmm. and increased the damage of slaughterfish. Oh, well, that's refreshing. I Great, just what I want. There will be some, yeah, I assume <laughs> there will be some body of uh, slaughterfish around the goth paths as well. Except, I suppose, the caves, because, you know, that's just a cave. But the ones that you have to pass a bridge, I expect there to be some. Well, the, I hope so. the idea is so people can't swim apart that you have to use the goat path or the bridge. If people could just swim mm -hmm. it, people would just swim it. Um, right. That's what the slaughterfish are there for, and it makes sense in, yeah. in this case. So, <clears throat> All right. Uh, as for housing, the item grouping is coming. Oh, thank goodness. So, yeah, that'll be good. Like, I am not moving any tables in the house I have because... I don't want to move the things on top. The item grouping will essentially allow you to move entire sections as one item. 
So like uh, Lotus, what you were saying about taking the auger of the obscure and putting them on top the uh, the oh the volcano yeah. on Red Mountain. How it currently is, if you move the volcano, the skull will look like it's just floating in midair. <laughs> this will actually change that. That you can actually group it as an item, so you can move the table with all items on Ooh, it. So I like that. Like people who were like essentially setting the table, you know, like oh, I'm gonna put all my all my fruits and vegetables. I'm going to set a table. It's going to be great. Well, if you did that, um, you essentially were, if you move the table, all the, all the vegetables that you time <sighs> took all that time to put on there would still be in that exact same position. Which in my trophy room, I've got my Cyrodiil throne on one side with like some of my fancier bus. And then I do, I just made like a giant banquet hall, like down the center going over to like the trophy thing. Yep. And man, I screwed that up so many times trying to do it the first time. <laughs> and then when I would screw it up, I'd have to, you know, recorrect it. I'm like, Oh God, I have to move all this stuff over again because it was like four inches off and it was just piece by piece. Yep. It's like oh, every chicken leg. It's like, okay, I'm going to kill myself <laughs> if I keep doing this. <laughs> Yep, that now no longer will be a thing. You'll be able to group it as one item and then move the entire thing as a whole. So that's definitely yep. a nice quality of life for this game. So They're also adding undo and redo as well in housing. Oh. Yep. <clears throat> uh, can can you take over for the rest of the things? Yeah, because yeah. my throat is... Yeah, my eyes are getting... Theory, watery, so understood. Understood. Let me uh, let me pull it up here real quick. I'll I'll be right back. Okay. Yep. No worries. Uh, now I got to figure out where where we left off. Okay. Destructible bridges. <laughs> mu- oh, music boxes. Hell yes, music boxes. So we're gonna be able to get music boxes in the game now, which will allow us to essentially pick the tracks that we want to see are here, not see played within our homes so now if you really really like the the Stormhelm theme you can Stormheim theme no not storm Stormhelm theme <coughs> dear heaven you can now listen to that in your home in morrowind you know okay so i have a question for you okay. have they announced yet what they're going to have available for like tracks on these things i assume it's going to be literally connected to like it has to be in the already accounted for ESO game engine itself. Yeah. Um, but I was curious like how much they will have because <clears throat> much like you, my favorite game is actually Elder Scrolls three. Um, so I want uh, that peaceful waters soundtrack, mm. which is the second one, which is always like my favorite one from that. And they have a sort of rendition of it in the uh, Morrowind expansion, I'm kind of hoping they'll like, let me jam that in there. So people will listen to that until they go crazy. I think from a legal perspective, they wouldn't be able to use that because Bethesda mm-hmm. owns it, not Zenimax. Yeah. They're the right. same company, but you know, there's probably legal. Yeah. Waters. Technicalities. Yeah. yeah. So I have a feeling we're not going to see the other thing that concerned me was not concerned me, but had me thinking both of us have the soundtracks. There are like 50 tracks on each CD. Yes. So if they put every single song from every single DLC, they are all three. I get how many do they have? They have three of them now. 
Um, there's the base one. The base one. They, they, then they did the, the Imperial City and then Somerset. The, the Somerset one. Actually, there's a there's a Morrowind. Oh, Morrowind. One too. Maybe not Somerset. Maybe I was no Somerset. Said they've got a Somerset one now too because it's oh. actually four. Okay, so then there's four. Each one of yeah, them the has Somerset like, one's surprisingly good too. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I like it. It's okay. Um, anyway, but if they put all those in, that's like 200 tracks. I don't know if yeah, they're going to do that. a lot of music. <laughs> I really think they'll probably just pick a couple of the theme songs or whatever, because yeah, if they maybe just drop more in the crown store over time or something like that, maybe, maybe. do you, and that's something I also else. actually read that Brad Derrick will be, well, it was Brad Derrick, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's like yeah, the lead uh, for this We'll one. be making new music with the music boxes. Ooh. So with Merkmeyer, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that'd be pretty sweet because, like I said, I mean, I love Jeremy Soul, but I've been very impressed with Brad Derek, especially when um, he's joined with Maluka and they've done a couple of the other compilations. It's like um, the final track on the Somerset album uh three hearts of fire it was when they did the recap oh yeah um oh, that is yeah. so good like i use that before i go to the gym now i'm like hell yes i want to throw <laughs> something around yeah get your hype <laughs> no i agree i i don't i that's the other question do you think they're actually going to cash shop these things like tracks or do you think it's just uh, i don't i I feel like you might be able to get some, uh-huh. but I feel like like there'll be an initial thing, and then they might be like, okay, going for kind of like with the motif thing, like okay, here's the base motifs. Also, now maybe here's three songs. Also, you could also buy these ten songs. Mm. Could be. I I expect them as daily rewards as well. You know. Yeah. Well, that'd be. I'd be down with that. The mm-hmm. daily rewards have been on quite the upswing. So. Speaking of upswing for daily rewards, it's like we practiced that. Merkmeyer <laughs> will be available as a daily reward at the end of November. Seriously, we didn't practice that. I'm so glad you guys brought that up. That was great. <laughs> Why do you say we didn't? See, we can't. Oh, no, oh, you're we, right. right. Yeah, we that totally was our planned. one yeah. shot at no, looking d- like a prepared podcast. <laughs> We've been planning me coming on here for months, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't a decision this week. It, this literally did not happen five minutes. I did not invite him five minutes before we went live. I did. I really did. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is an incredible reward. Like the 100K thing that they did this month or are currently still doing yeah. for those of us who are still in it the um, i think i missed a few days i don't even know you where well, you've, but you've got more money than god so what does it matter well actually yeah. I, I can still hit it as long as i don't miss any days i just did the yeah math, but i mean i i'm i have a decent amount of money i like always sit at around one mil 1.5 mil but i'm like when I listen to you, I'm like, oh, for God's sake, now I sound poor. Like, Jesus Christ. Wait, how much do you sit on? I generally have about a mil to 1.5 mil. That's that's what I generally sit at. Rich people. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just the middle class. I can't buy all the Am manners the like that. people on this podcast? Like- uh, I'm currently sitting on 21 mil. Jeez. <laughs> And you are not okay. decorating the houses. That's why I'm why sitting on 21 mil. <laughs> that's that's to be fair. Good I spent so much on <laughs> motifs. So much on motifs. That is, I don't I don't buy any motifs. I farm every single one of them. I yeah. I once I pop like all the achievements I, I to something, I'm like, we're done. If it's less than, <laughs> if it's less than like 
mm, 5,000 for a motif page, I'll buy it, but only if I need it for like a uh, um, a crafting writ. Like I'll look, and if it's cheap, like if it's under 5K, I'll buy it. If it's not, then I won't. Mm-hmm. But it has to be like under 5K. If it's not under 5K, I'm not, I'll farm it. So, yeah, that's how I have all that money. I need, I need more. That's a crazy amount, though. What like, do you need more for? Oh, more houses. 21 million. I'm, <laughs> more houses. I'm actually going to buy every houses. single house in the game. No, but here's the problem. Yeah, but one all the houses crate per house. Yeah. Came out, come out as crown store only. Well, I can't like do anything about one. those. I can't do anything about those. Yeah, it's not like you can spend 21 million on houses anymore. No, there's gifting now. You get you somebody to buy it for real money. And, oh, yeah, you, can. you can. I was going to say, you could just bribe them with your vast wealth in game. And I would have had, yeah, like, I was going, like, I, I just spent a ton of money on a bunch of workout equipment. Uh, mm-hmm. So I yeah. didn't actually buy the other house, the one that I wanted, because uh, I was like I was going to buy it, the one in in the Gold Coast, but I didn't want to spend. The Linshall Grand Manor. Yeah, uh, I am so upset. They keep making that house limited time only. Yeah, well, I I just I wasn't going to. As much as I wanted it, I wasn't going to spend the money on the crowns when I just spent like fifteen hundred dollars on all this workout equipment. Sears is going out of business, so I got like everything half price. So, oh, nice! <laughs> like I, I bought a Smith cage that was like thirteen hundred dollars for like six hundred, and then uh, that's a, pretty an sweet. elliptical that was fifteen hundred dollars for like seven hundred and fifty. So, yeah, it was, that's why I was like, well, it's either I buy it now or I'm buying it full price a year from now. So, yeah, I did. The buyer's remorse hasn't set in yet, but eventually it will. <laughs> Probably because the credit card statement hasn't come in yet. It's still there, but the statement hasn't come in yet. So, you know, it'll eventually hit me. Uh, all right. Uh, last bit of news, really, is ESO on ESO Live. They announced that Merkmeyer will arrive on the PTS on Monday, the 17th of September. So pretty much... It, when this show goes live, actually, if you're listening to this mm-hmm. now, make sure your PTS is up and patching. So, yeah, that's pretty exciting. Um, it will start with a North American character copy first. <clears throat> so if you're doing anything on the PTS now, you'll get your finished characters will be wiped and replaced. So they'll do North America first, and then you guys will have to use your templates and then vice versa. So. I think yeah. that's the end of the news. Yeah, per, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I thought I was muted for a second. Uh, no. I was, yeah, no, we're here. I feel educated. So, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, there you go, guys. That's gonna be kind of the end of our show. Um, thank you so much to Lotus of Doom for <laughs> coming on the show this evening. Uh, I really enjoyed having you on, man. It was a lot of fun. Yes, thank you very much. I was gonna say it's an honor, guys. I. Uh, 
Greatly appreciate it. It's going to be weird to listen to and actually ever hear my voice, but it's <laughs> I have to do, small price to pay. I have to do it every single week for multiple well. podcasts. So, yeah, <laughs> it happens. Anyway, why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can find you, pimp your channel out a little bit, that kind of stuff. Um, well, I'm the one who's uh, talking in chat because Twitch, for some reason, won't let anybody have my tag. I'm not sure why. So I'm Lotus OD on uh, Twitch, not because of choice, just because there is no Lotus of Doom and they say I can't have it either. But uh, Twitter and everywhere else, I'm Lotus of Doom. Musclehead007 says, I think you should have Lotus of Doom back every time. <laughs> well, I appreciate you got, that. You got one, vote. <laughs> I got one vote. I got one vote. One <laughs> vote. I appreciate that very much. It's awesome. No, it, it's it's really good. I'm I'm really glad that you you were on. Uh, obviously, you're a pleasure to talk to, and uh, I think we I think we had a pretty fun tonight. Anyway, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I enjoyed all of it except for when Art kept interrupting me when I tried to move on to the news. <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> that's what we do. It's that's how that's how we roll here. Um we planned all that. Yeah. Yeah. What what's uh what's what's entertainment without a little drama, right? You know, you wouldn't watch Game of Thrones if yeah. they were all friends. So we had yeah. we had to we had to put that in there. It was all planned. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Arcaneer, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me anywhere that is Arkanir, uh, A-R-K-H-A-N-I-I-R. I'm on Twitch streaming somewhat regularly, lots of ESO, twitch.tv slash Arkanir. I'm on Twitter, twitter.com slash Arkanir. You can send me an email at Arkanir at gmail.com. That's about it. Oh, well, I don't think I'm going to be able to break this lock. Force it! <laughs> I think my mouse is dying because it started doing some really weird stuff there. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah, blame the mouse. I am. Either that or I just <laughs> really got so used to uh, using force lock because my other character, my main, has just the force lock thing on. So, yeah. Anyway. All right. Moving on. You can follow me on Twitter at Agelos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S underscore D-C-N. And, of course, if you're interested in joining us in the Elder Scrolls Online on the North American PC Data Center, because that's where we are, uh, you can uh, send us a message, join our Discord, and say, hey, I'd like to join Hands of Fate in the Elder Scrolls Online. We would love to have you. Uh, we do events throughout the week, and uh, we have actually a pretty fun little participation system in place where you show up to events, you get participation points, and each month we give away a crown store item to people who earn participation. So you play the game, and you get rewarded for playing the game. Hmm. Who would have known? Fun. Anyway... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. All right, moving on. Anyway, you can follow everything we do, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com. There you can find links to all of our social media, including Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Be sure to check out our Patreon at Patreon.com slash DungeonCrawlerNetwork. Uh, you can help support the show there. You can also help support us by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes so people know that we are a real podcast, that we say real words, and it never really matters, but you guys listen anyway. Thank you so much. <laughs> it was awesome. Thank you, guys. S special thank you yet again to Lotus of Doom for showing up on this show. We really appreciate it. And we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Tales of Tamriel. And we'll see you next time. See you later, everybody. When Akatosh slew Lorcan, he ripped his heart right out. 
He hurled it across Tamriel And the heart was heard to shout Red diamond, red diamond The heart and soul of men Red diamond, red diamond Protect us till the The laughing heart sprayed blood afar A gout on seer it fell And like a dart shot to its mark Down in an alien well Magic effused the Lorcan blood To crystal red and strong Then wild elves cut and polished it down To chimel at a ball Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. When elves lost Nern to men, Akatosh gave the stone to Saint Alesh in token of her right to sit the throne. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end.